pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Johnson Cows podcast. We've been running board game cafes around the UK for about, well, over six years now. From hen dues to family dues, from first dates to breakups, we've seen it all, and we've recommended a board game. But now we're looking for a fresh challenge. Each week we'll invite a guest on who'll come armed with an abstract and absurd scenario and it's up to us to figure out what the situation calls for and get them out of a bind. Topical. Mm, Yes, relevant. Whichever game recommendation our guest loves the most will score a point and at the end of the series whoever has the most points will be crowned the Titan (gasps) of Board Games. Welcome. Uh, my name is Richard Scarsbrook, and I'm the founder and cre- co-creator of Chance Encounters. And thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yes, welcome. I mean, you deserve some appreciation. Thank you. So um, I feel like we should have more of them. We should be like, yeah! <laughs> we should be like, go, you know, Richard. <laughs> having some chance and maybe some counters on the table. I don't know. Exactly. You, what you're saying is that you're, you're just dissing our set at this point as well. <laughs> yeah, like you I, haven't really I, put a lot of effort into this right I, now. I do like the mugs. I really like the mugs. But can I just say, like, if there were, I don't know, just one or two counters more, in the corners, more board game. Well, I have. Mm. I no, have... no, it, you don't need a whole board game. Just yeah. like maybe one card, just one, one card. die, okay, yeah. and some counters. Okay, like tiddly wink. Yeah, tiddly wink. That would do. probably yeah. manage that. Okay, we can probably splurge for a tiddly wink. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. A, a bishop. A bishop. Oh, yeah. like. The budget is tight. I'm sensing that. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, we spent season one's budget on these mugs. We did. <laughs> All of the budget. We've only got four mugs. <laughs> we need to do not them. break them. We don't they have any very spares. Nice. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Richard, and uh, I'm such a fussy eater mm-hmm. that uh, I only started eating gravy this year. Wow. wow! Yeah, it's a okay. it's a shocker. Uh, but I am I am joined today with my mm. co-host Ben. Hello, I'm Ben. I work with the Yogscast. I make silly videos. I'm a massive nerd and I love board games. And do you, do you drink gravy or eat it? You're a fussy drinker, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's never been offered to me as a as a as a as a quenching like drink. Would you a like beverage. a wine glass oh, of gravy? Yes, exactly. So thirsty. Yeah. Uh, is that what, I mean, people have these things about thickness of gravy. Would would that be mm-hmm. if it's in a wine glass? Then maybe it's a thin gravy. I mean, a gravy boat has a handle and a mug has a handle. Ooh, What's the difference? True. So you're saying is, it gets to the end of the meal, you've got a bit yeah. of gravy there, and you're just going to be like, "Well, yeah. this is basically I mean, a mug now." I'm going yeah. to admit, I've got a bowl. It's a square bowl, with, so it's got these corners. And when right. I have my noodles, I use chopsticks and then mm-hmm. do sauce. Like I just like that exactly. Yeah. Mm. It's a drink. Drink that sauce. Mm, mm. Yeah, and normalize spouts on mugs. Can, while we're on it, this isn't the first time Ben's brought up mugs on like spouts on mugs. <laughs> we're on a campaign. Uh, we are joined with our guru for the week is Dicky. Hi guys, uh, I'm Dicky. I've been uh, many things to Chance Encounters. Currently, yeah. humble guru. Um, and I am a little bit bougie and will only have gravy if it's called a jus. Oh. Jus is slightly different to gravy, right? It's psychological for me. Like, uh, gra- <laughs> gravy brings back, like, triggering memories of right. school dinners yeah. uh, right. that I can't deal with. So if you call it a jus, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tricked. I'm a, fooled. I'm a eat. beef stock jus. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm easily befuddled into uh, accidentally having gravy. Would you like some... <laughs> Haricot, beans <laughs> in a tomato jus en croute. Yes, with a uh, pomme de terre puree. Yes, yes, mm. absolutely. That's Those a, were words. That's, that means mash. <laughs> 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 nice. okay. That's baked beans on toast. Yeah. <laughs> and our very special guest of the week is Bez. So I am a game designer. I'm best known for Yogi, which is kind of related to Yogg's cast because we share free letters. Well, that's close <laughs> enough for me. Mm, mm. Welcome aboard. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realise I was part of the team, but I'm excited <laughs> to be here. And um, it's a game where you've got to do things like one finger touching ear, two hands touching, hand cards on the head. And yeah, I've made a deck of cards for playing loads of games of letters, mm-hmm. Kitty Cataclysm. In the past year, I've been focusing on these big, busy bargain bags, mm-hmm. which allows me to be really experimental and creative, like a game about wee whimsical creatures and trying to identify them after some mixed noises. Yeah. Or what was a little bit different was a game about drawing creatures, complimenting the drawings and complimenting the compliments, and I'm managing to make a new game for every convention that I'm going to this year. Oh my God, how many conventions are you going to? Um, about 10. Oh my God. <laughs> That's excellent. I'm, I'm pretty you impressed. must be so busy. <laughs> I'm impressed at your enunciation that you can get all of that out, and I understood mm. every word of it. It was just very fast. Mm. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. I'm at conventions. <laughs> I demo true. these games. Like, you know, you've seen UK Games Expo. It's busy. Mm. There's thousands of people. Yeah. And even there where... I just want to give a shout out to everyone who helps me. I'm not going to start naming the names because then I'll... Like, there's just so many people who come over and say hello. The Mm -hmm. people supporting the Kickstarters, of course, but mainly the people who actually volunteer at a convention. Without them, I wouldn't be able to reach as many people as I do. And just seeing people engage with my stuff and have fun, that's what I'm all about. I want to see people having fun, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's why we're playing games, right? That's the whole point of a game. It's like, games should be fun. Games should be engaging. Games Mm -hmm. should have a visceral, emotional response. Because if not... What's the point? Wow. So passionate about games. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. You're not wrong. I'll, yeah, like actually now that you say it, like it's easily forgotten why we play games. You know, people do get carried away with whatever's mm. like trending or hot or we're on Kickstarter right now mm. and themes and artworks and mechanics. But geez, if it's not fun, what's the point? Mm. Well, now that we've tackled the gravy situation, should we yeah. get on to mm. the scenario situation? Mm. Okay. So, uh, Bez, you've you've come armed with this abstract and absurd scenario. What 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 what's the situation? Well, it might not be as abstract as you're expecting. Okay. Imagine if I were to go away, leave this place forever. Imagine if I were to go off to another country where people didn't normally speak English. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, I wanted a small game mm-hmm. to put into my luggage Mm -hmm. and it's got to be something where people are able to play it and i'm able to ideally teach it with a language barrier okay and something where i could use this to make friends and to get to know people even though i might let's say i was in thailand maybe i can speak hardly any thai Mm -hmm. maybe they can speak hardly any english what would be a good game for me to keep on my person? Mm. I mean, ignoring all my own things and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, bonus points will be a pre- given for nominating my stuff, but then I'll be like, okay, but actually, <laughs> yeah. we do something else. Because otherwise that seems a bit unfair. Are you, are you just wanting us to pitch new games to you at this point? You're like, oh, there's actually no game that covers this particular situation. No, so. no. <laughs> I genuinely want to know a game that... I would be up for buying a game, yep. like if it's a tiny little thing, like mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, this, it could be this big. Like sure. you've seen like Chris Handy's pack of games where it's like the sti- stick of chewing gum size. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, something small, something that can be easily taught, quickly taught, and whether it's one person and me or maybe even a bigger group, something flexible. Mm. Okay. Okay, so we were talking mm. multiple people. Yep. Language is an issue, or at least 
fairly few common words, perhaps, mm-hmm. but you couldn't just like spiel off the entire rule book. Um, with with you can travel around. So the the, yeah. the size of this board game box, or mm-hmm. or at least the components, have to be. This is a very well thought out uh, record like yeah. scenario. This is good. Okay. Yeah. Like so, is it smaller the better, or is it just within a like small like smaller, smaller than a gerbil kind of thing? I mean, well, if if you're going to pick one animal for it to be smaller than, what's your what's your <laughs> upper limit? Of, what's your upper limit of rodent? I mean, look, if you had a cat, oh, like I don't know if I would want to carry a cat with me all around mm, as some yeah. kind of adventuring. So, like, I, I think that hamster cat. gerbil seems like okay. a good kind of. If right. it's like that size it's like well if it's good enough to Mm -hmm. but yeah the smaller the better okay needs to fit in a bum bag i feel like is like Mm. the size Mm. we're thinking of because if it yeah if it's if it's like a foot a foot square or cubed Mm -hmm. that's gonna take half your backpack isn't it that's that's Mm. a huge investment just a bum bag is maybe a bit too small because Mm -hmm. i've got one here (laughs) and you know, I've already got my mobile phone okay. in there. I've already oh, got yeah. a couple of other things. So right. I don't know if I could even get another deck of cards in here, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll have some space in my backpack. So, okay. yeah, maybe mm. a really big pocket, like yeah. a really big pocket. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I like the animal analogy. Yeah, I, th- I, f- I feel like I can visualize now what kind of size we're, we're looking for. And I think there's there's certain companies that do this really well. Like I think there's certain companies that we've already <laughs> talked about on the podcast have, before yeah. that mm. are kind of well known for doing like um, small games well. Mm. So I'm mm. kind of immediately jumping to those things. Uh, Button shy be being the kind of main for... one. <laughs> the recommendation yeah. from their line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it'd be surprised me if Button shy didn't show up. Yep. They're a company uh, from America that do wallet games. So yeah, every- 18 cards. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think I think that's good. I don't know how many of them are easy to teach without the language, with the language barrier there, yeah. though. That's maybe the worry. I mean, that's a great shout. That didn't come to my mind. I just mm. thought about this scenario. Yeah. I was excited to hear what you came up with. <laughs> but I've heard great things about Sprawlopolis. I've still not played that. Oh, that's fantastic. But that's yeah. just one player, obviously. I want something to engage with the people mm. around well, me. Kind of Sprawlopolis does do up to four players. You does can play it? Yeah, you can play it with multiple. It works really well as a solo game. I think oh. that's kind of where it's got its fame from, like because it, it works really well at that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I regularly so play it's Sprawlopolis like a with a couple of people. So it's like a better solo game than a two, three, four. Would you say? I, it's different. It's okay. it's more. It's a different experience. But I think with with a, co- I think it's a cooperative game uh, with kind of more players, and I think it benefits from that. When you're playing it one player, you're totally in control of what's happening. Mm. Whereas when you've got kind of a couple of people, it that doubt it actually is what makes it a really good game for me of mm. kind of like trying to work out what will happen and not seeing every card as well, kind of having to react to what's happening rather than being in total control. Like I, for me, a really good solo game is one that kind of feels like doing a crossword. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a uh, roll and write's really good for kind of solo games as well, but that's not mm. what we're after. We're after something. Like, kind you of know, Sprawlopolis, like I have to admit that kind of game, I would probably enjoy more just on my own. Like, I am. Okay. I try not to be an alpha gamer, but I kind of am. I do have a strong personality, so if I'm like, that's clearly the best move, and mm-hmm. then I want to go through it. And yeah. if there's someone who's equally as good as me at games, then we'll have a great conversation. But if it's mm-hmm. you know someone who's you know just getting into games, then. Mm-hmm they'll be a bit sad unless they can do something mm. else like role-playing in pandemic legacy for example yeah. Mm. but yeah that conversation is beautiful and i love that when it's with english-speaking people but again mm. because mm. there will be this language barrier mm. we need to communicate through the game if you know what i mean yeah mm. yeah and it's it's like it's not, it's not an easy thing to teach through a language barrier like i've done it a couple of times mm. and it's not it does you have to think a lot harder about how you're teaching a game, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Like, um, but I'm not not always brilliant at it. I think I, uh, I'm okay. I think when I'm teaching verbally, 
I have a tendency to ramble or try and rush through things, which you really can't do when you're teaching through a language barrier. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to be a bit more careful, which is nice, mm-hmm. you know, a bit more thoughtful about uh, about how you're doing it. Like, and we are speaking about mindfulness in eating mm. and everything. And that's kind of mindfulness, I think, is such a big key part to yeah. enjoying life and doing good stuff. Yeah. Like um, teaching, teaching to deaf players has been a, a, an experience that I've had before mm. and that's really great because you've you've really got to kind of focus on, on eye contact and really making that connection to make sure that they're understanding what's going on yeah which is really nice I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a, a deeper teach if that's a I mean, that's a weird thing to say. It's, yeah. it's strange how much you take language for granted because yeah. mm-hmm. everybody you're speaking to pretty much on a daily basis. Especially is, is as an English speaker, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's just, you go to a foreign country and you're just like, we'll just speak louder. That's normally how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my dad will speak English in an accent. It's, it's, oh, I hate no, it. I hate that it. is like, the worst, yeah, he'll most try and, patronizing thing. Franklish Frank, Frank is, 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 is his main one for that. It's, yeah, it's 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 not good. Um, yeah. But they're like, I, yeah, I see the speak louder thing happen a lot. Yeah. I think the key thing is when you go to a country, even if you can't learn every word, mm-hmm. I think the key things mm-hmm. to learn are just the tokens of appreciation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you and hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for me, because I'm a clumsy man, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I find out what it is. It's interesting, though, when you take about like appreciation, because when... So I spent a few years in China, and mm-hmm. when you use, like, thank you for that, like, you don't even use it really among family. Um, you, it's it's almost quite exaggerated in terms of like, oh, thank you so much. It's amazing. It's it's mm. quite a a big thing. Whereas within family, yeah, you don't really even use thank you within family. Not not that much at all. Wow. But so, so you externally, words. you go over the top. Yeah. So you probably uh, not ne- not not even necessarily externally. You just wouldn't necessarily use thank you. It's normally like gestures. So um, if you were to translate the thank you to yes yeah, then um. You, you like there's also the like the responses that you have to learn to how people say thank you and it's wow. quite interesting but the first time i went over there i was just literally like saying thank you to everyone because we're very very english about that we're yeah. always like saying thank you to everyone and they're literally like stop saying thank you because every time i always have to be like bukachi like miguanshi like like saying stuff like oh don't be so polite like don't worry like it's fine don't worry about and so they felt it was like super over the top yeah you'd just be like oh say thank you and they'd be like stop making me say the response to you just just stop saying thank you please. <laughs> okay, because every time you say thank you there's a whole ceremony that you have to go through exactly mm. that's so really was, interesting it wow. was quite a it was a, an experience and i mean I, I hope i got that all correct as far as i'm aware that was, and that's how it felt with me uh, they were just um, pulling your leg the whole time. They could have been. <laughs> I mean, Please let me know. Was... Going to another country is mm. kind of like learning a new game, right? Yeah. Mm. Because you're learning the rules of the culture, who you should be saying thank you to or not, yeah. and what words you use, and mm. yeah, all these things. It's not just about transliterating, mm. applying a word-to-word mm. connection. It's also about thinking about the context. Mm. Mm. So I guess it's the difference between going with a dictionary and then someone trying to say everything in English in the same format. Direct- translating it yeah exactly. which, yeah. <laughs> to like having a word like a like a word for word of, yeah like a yeah a guide that you normally mm. come up with and stuff and I, I, this is a really interesting scenario because as we said like you just don't in your daily life think so specifically about the mm. words that you're using unless you're doing something that's maybe like pre-recorded or, or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that where you have to write out like a dialogue and then you're gonna say it but yeah not many people do that in day-to-day life mm. so uh it's normally sort of a you say something and then they kind of get it and then you're like, cool, well, I think we're, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. Let's carry on. And then, you know, you're teaching a game and then maybe 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, you didn't get that rule. Did I explain it incorrectly yeah. or did you interpret it incorrectly? Like what's going on there? But <laughs> this is this whole... It's, it's I think it's, it's, it's interesting as well because like I've just got... Um, I've just got a game through from Japan and the mm. rule book's in Japanese. So I have had to kind of learn it through videos and I've managed to find an English rule book and kind of PDF. Can you say which stuff. one? It's called Ham's, uh, Ham's Sandwich Shop, uh, alternatively named Little Little Foodie. 
Um, I have not heard of this, but no, that sounds amazing. I've, I've got it, it with puts a smile on my face. But yeah, it's it's lovely. It's about hamsters making sandwiches. It's the cutest damn thing ever. Though. It, it really looks is. so good. But like, I was really impressed with the rule book because it's got it's got puns in there, and it <laughs> seems to have a really English sensibility. And I need to find someone who understands Japanese so they can tell me whether or not the Japanese rule book has the same kind of sense of whimsy, or whether that's just mm. been put in for an English sensibility. Right. But I taught it last night. And it occurred to me that actually my friend who was playing it with me couldn't check the rule book, <laughs> couldn't see if they or clarify rules. They had to trust me that yeah. I got everything right and that yeah. I was telling them the kind of right way to play it. Yeah. Which is a very like, because I'll play games because with the people. translation was only digital. The translation was only digital. Yeah. I didn't have my phone with me. So I was mm -mm, kind of going mm. off the top of my head. Mm. Um, but yeah, that it was. You know, I get, I get asked all the time, can we just clarify that? Or can yeah. I just pass me the rule book and I can read it, it feels, while you're taking your turn? It feels like a very alpha move to be like, uh, can I have the rule book, please? I want, to, <laughs> I want to check that what you've just told me is correct. I don't believe you. <laughs> and especially if you're like, oh, I'm sure you're right, but let me just... <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> want to be sure. I mean, <laughs> the truth is sometimes you do learn better by seeing the text. I think that's mm. one really nice thing about reference cards. Mm. Like when someone says, oh... Mm. Let's teach the game. If there's reference cards, give out all the reference cards before you start teaching. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because a reference card gives you another method of remembering it. Not only is it auditory, yeah. but it's also visual. Yeah. And ideally, you should also have your own pieces in front of you so you're able to play with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to go through as many channels as we can. Well, that's mm -hmm. it, because everyone has different learning styles, and some people will benefit more from some things than others. So, like, mm -hmm. I... When I read things, I remember it much better than when I've heard it. But I know people who just hate reading rules and want it all explained to them. So yeah. you just give everyone all the all the tools and then they can use the ones that work best for them. Yeah. I, I'm guilty of sometimes, yeah, especially being in the cafe where you're trying to get people to play in the game mm. as quickly as possible. If there's an edge case that's unlikely to come up, I'll probably skip over it and mm. teach. You know, I won't. I, I'll try and get people playing nice and quickly so that they're not feeling too kind of intense. Yeah, um, if you just go through every single. It's yeah, like, like here's every... the three minute teach. I'll give you that ten minute to give you all of the edge case rules <laughs> as well. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, but it, like. So that's kind of when people check the, the edge cases and stuff. Mm -hmm. But also kind of having a rules reference, it takes so much pressure off the teacher of the yeah. game. Because like I've had, I'm normally the person that's teaching the game in any scenario. And I, <laughs> I, I've, I've taken on that burden. That's yeah. fine. But um, there have been games where I've been really struggling with the rule set myself. And like, how mm -hmm. do I get the strategy right? Hmm. And then you're answering everyone's questions kind of constantly. You can't yeah. get your, let your brain settle. So mm. it's one of those where if if people can check those questions that are obvious yeah. on a rules reference, it's nice. It takes the pressure off. Yeah, me especially if you're taking just... your turn and they don't want to interrupt your thought process. Yeah, exactly. But I, um, I pretty much have two ways of learning rules. My first one, if I'm going to do the teach, I will try and find a video for it. And then I'll go into reading the rule book because then I have at least an idea of what the game is supposed to be, yeah. like a framework. Or the second one, if it's like Dickie explaining to me, they'll <laughs> probably annoyingly, <laughs> he'll get like halfway through the explanation yeah. and I'll just start pinging questions at him. I'm like, yeah, but what about this, Dickie? Yeah. Yeah, what about this situation? You're like, into that. You were I'm about to get to it, I'm right? coming to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might be expected. jumping ahead here, Dickie, but you're like, yeah, you are. Shut up. Yeah. But like you can't do that, and as you can't do that in another language, that's so true. that's nice. Yeah, yeah. You oh, can't ask questions a language barrier. Yeah. <laughs> what you're saying is, you wish we didn't have a shared language at this yeah, point. Yeah, you'd just be pointing at stuff, being mm? Mm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A. What is this? <laughs> yeah. What's this graphic? Game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, there are a lot of language-neutral games, right? So it's kind of accepted mm. as an advantage in publishing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Absolutely is. I mean, if you've got icons rather than mm -hmm. text, then you can use exactly the same cards. You just need to swap out the rule sheets yeah. and away you go. Mm. Because obviously then you are benefiting from, hey, maybe this country only wants 1,000 copies. But even if that's all they want, mm -hmm. if the cards can be printed alongside all the other languages and then mm. you're printing like 10,000 copies in mm -hmm. massive reduction. Yeah, and you can move your stock around and everything. Yeah, it's really becoming a thing of the past. Almost every game I've played in the last few years has had has been language neutral except for the, the instructions. Like yep. all the cards, just no no writing on at all because yeah. mm -hmm. it must save them a fortune in printing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. 
And it means that they, you know, you've, it's it's bad enough trying to figure out how much you should print for the first run, mm. let alone print for the first run in every single language you want to be entering into. Mm. That's just like a logistical nightmare. And that's what we love here. We love logistical nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still kind of have to do that logistical nightmare, to be honest, True. because... I mean, sometimes it's cheaper to just say, okay, you know what, I'm going to ping all six rule sheets into this thing. And mm. that's what they do for a lot of mm -hmm. European stuff. Like mainland Europe, I mean, let's not get political. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, for the English language, because it's, yeah, we might share our copies with the US and mm -hmm. potentially Australia and New Zealand and yeah. someone else that I'm forgetting potentially. <laughs> um, you know, there's enough demand that it's like, yeah, let's, Mm. Just shave those pennies off. Let's not put all the languages in here. Yeah. I have to be honest, though. I am trying to kind of learn French. Mm -hmm. And when I see a rule book in yeah. French, if it's for a super simple game, mm -hmm. I will see if I can understand it's in French. Oh, and cool. I usually don't. But <laughs> it's like, okay. It's a good way to learn, though, right? Like, yeah, like it's like, ah, le jeton, that means the pieces. Ah, um, melange <laughs> les cartes, that means shuffle the cards. Like These are the words that really okay. matter. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. which way can, is the train station. No, it's how do you say <laughs> shuffle the cards. Yeah, yeah I'm going to use that more, for sure. Yeah. So if you're in this scenario... Um, are we allowed to assume that maybe you've learned a couple of phrases? I mean, I in this could, language? yeah, like, if it's simple enough, then maybe I find a guide and I'm like, okay, how do you say this? And I could spend a bit of time learning how to teach it. Mm -hmm. But assume that it is going to be tricky. Mm -hmm. And so if I say left and right and up and down, those will be words that maybe I know and mm -hmm. or maybe I'll ask someone else to teach me. Okay. And I think I think maybe like a, a universal like sign language of board games. Mm. You know, you've you've <laughs> Shuffle. You you've BSL is British Sign Language. Deal. <laughs> BGSL is British yeah. board game board game sign language. <laughs> yeah. This, this is roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> you've you've got yes or no no. <laughs> yeah. I guess you've got digits as well, so you can yeah, yeah. how many is like I think you can get by a lot on like just just kind of showing universal kind of like sign language you know no is no is the same in hands in every kind of culture i think although yeah. and, you and know the... this is a rude gesture in a lot of places i really, really? thumbs up yeah wow that could get you in trouble <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, gosh, no yeah. <laughs> I use it way too like in the middle east <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, just I'm I'm doing this all over the place. I should stop should Ooh, stop doing that. I'm yeah. sorry. Mine, sorry. You know, if someone comes here and gives you the middle finger, you'd you'd take offence. So I guess it'd be the same in other cultures, depending on kind of what hand gestures. I are. mean, is a middle I finger polite somewhere? Might be. I don't know. I've the, not been the, everywhere. The most obvious one is the the two fingers, right? Like the V, as it were, mm. because that's. That's just a British thing, really, isn't it? it well, I, I, I hear it's from the whole Agincourt, like the archers and mm -hmm. uh, being like, hey, I still have two fingers. I'm able to mm -hmm. shoot you with an arrow. That was yeah. kind of where it, I hear it's Allegedly from. came from. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas, yeah, no one else has had that battle. It was just us in France. Wow. So, <laughs> uh, you know, whereas if you're... You, you, you're probably in an Asian country. You, you, you're flipping those. Birds. Oh, all the time. Not a day exactly. goes by when I'm not throwing fingers exactly. around everywhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've done it a few times when yeah. I was. But I was like the orientation matters. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, you can happily true. go around like this, and you know, no one's going to take offence at me doing this. No. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if I turned that to 180 degrees, yeah. I'd be like, Ooh. you know, I don't want to be doing that on camera. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm. could you get around it with with colors as well? Is is red and green a universal kind of uh, red system? Red in of... China is good. Is lucky. Okay, so, so you, it's, yeah. it's 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 generally. I'm pretty sure that traffic lights still are red. I mean, there are a lot of cultural differences where, like, four is associated with death mm. because mm. it's almost a homophone in Chinese. S yeah, oh, and wow. then eight yeah. okay, is a uh, lucky number. Yeah, exactly. In, yeah, mm -hmm. and then it's also like the you could have. Pairs is good, so like eighty-eight would be good. But if you had like 
four of them it might not be so great oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. so, yeah you, it, these it's are things that you really do have to yeah. consider mm. i mean like there's such a european thing of triskaidekaphobia fear of the number 13 mm. and i love that you know that that's such a like that's a, that's a mouthful <laughs> wow it's I, a fun word to say it is <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna have to go and read it so i can learn it i mean as as someone with triskaidekaphobia do you actually right? have triskaidekaphobia? I do, I, well, I'm trying to train myself out of it, but yeah, like I'm, I, I know it's irrational. I have a, my my grandmother was very superstitious. Wow, and she, she's imprinted a lot of that onto me that I can't like. I, I'm I know is irrational, and I'm trying to get. And do past. you know it's so coddled that in a lot of hotels they don't have the thirteenth floor. Yeah, mm. and I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I still. I can use it in in kind of games and stuff, and I'm trying to get past it. But if I had to stay in a hotel room that was like the number thirteen, that that would would you be freak like, can I out. have another room, please? I would. It was I genuinely like, wow. would. Yeah. If it was room two one three, that I think I'd be okay with. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I it, because I, they normally have the floor number first, and hmm. then. They proceed yeah. so it never gets... 13th room. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably no. leaving the country immediately at that point. <laughs> one free, one free. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm aware it's irrational. Yeah. I'm aware that there's no reason or rhyme behind it. And I, like, I... The thing is, like... I, I, like, I play a lot of football manager simulator games. Right. And I will never have a player with the squad number 13. Okay. I, okay. I always leave that one blank. Yeah. Because that one is... is it's, it's unlucky. It's objectively unlucky, guys. <laughs> There's nothing... Objectively. This is not just in your mind. It's objective. But like, We've done the task. Would you ever use it like maliciously? Would you ever put a player you hated in the 13th I, I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> because you want... But yeah, I think I think, and and that's part of part of getting over it is putting someone in that spot and knowing that nothing is going wrong. Yeah, what if so. they broke their leg the next day? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, forcing it. It's, it's yeah. very much a journey, and that might be a step backwards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, okay. like um, yeah, I'm trying to get past it. It's it's it's, it, it's I know it's irrational. I can't walk under ladders. Can't walk I, scaffolding. I have to walk around, not through. Hmm. Um, black hats can't deal with. Wow! Like, yeah. All of them. All it's, the. It's, just... There's a lot. Of, yeah. There's a lot. Of, I have to like. So when you came vocally. over to my house to play yeah, games, terrified. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a black cat. I didn't really notice. <laughs> like it's it's more if it if it's more if it crosses your path yeah. is the thing. So mm. I as <laughs> long as I knew that it mean? wasn't going to go in front of me, like uh, as long as Luna wasn't going to go in front of me, I was fine. Is it only like if you are no. about to step on a spot and then the black cat goes in that spot? So because if, technically, like you're going to go past any area eventually. Do you know what I mean? If, like, if, if Luna ran in front of me, I wouldn't be able to go past where she ran. Right. You'd change direction. Ever. You'd change, yeah. change your life 90 plan. degrees and continue so, like, that. If, <laughs> if you were sitting down and then, let's say, you're like this and then there's, let's say, Warren is set up and I am you. I am Dickie. And then Luna runs, like, across there. You can never and leave then, the room. And then, like, runs, like, Let's see, Runa runs uh, oh, across yeah, like your the door. Yeah, I probably have to wait I'd, long d- enough. Does have a no, cool I mean, no, after a few minutes? It doesn't. I'd, I'd, I'd steal myself and I'd have to do it, and that'd mm. be fine. I'd just feel bad about it for the rest of the day. Oh wow! <laughs> like, but so that actually you know, makes the rest of your day a like, bit sad. Not, I'm sorry, not I'm not laughing. To, but. No, no, no. I, I mean, it, again, it's irrational. I know it's ridiculous. And I know it's funny. Um, <laughs> It is, but like I, it's it's more. It's not like I feel bad. It's more like slightly bummed out, so. just slightly, slightly gutted, and just being like, if anything goes wrong, at least I know I can blame it on that. <laughs> like, I think even like is... to a certain extent, I would be aware. I'd be like, oh, thirteen. Oh, yeah, okay. I might, I may not do significant things about it, but there's mm. like, you know, I guess... propaganda against number thirteen. There's a yeah, lot of that. Yeah. Wow, like <laughs> this is all. Just mind blowing for me. Well, so <laughs> no, it's <laughs> really cultural, and I think that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to, you know, blame you if I take this game and then I realize, hey, wait a minute, mm-hmm. this game has purple tokens, and mm-hmm. this trade of purple in this country means that mm-hmm. I'm casting insults upon you and your family. <laughs> you oh really wanted a red or purple or a blue or purple? I don't know what. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. But you'd hope like traveling adventurers would be quite um, welcoming and open-minded with that kind of stuff, right? They know that yeah, you're, and not, you're not going to know all of their ways and customs. They would correct me, I would hope. And, you know, like they said, stop saying sorry. They might say, oh. And then I might paint the pieces. Like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's something mm, as yeah. simple as a color or a graphic, like, That's we can it, yeah. tweak things. Yeah. So what we're saying is this game that we're going to suggest can come with our own homebrew rules and <laughs> and we can also change what the game looks like well like so <laughs> taking a slightly different angle the mm-hmm. size thing mm. i've seen a lot of people recently online like decanting board games mm. into smaller containers what yeah. you're like, going how to bring you, that up how do you feel about that like like I putting mean, it in it's a ziploc allowed, bag or something but it's not ideal i mean come no. on if you put something mm-hmm. on the table mm-hmm. If you've got a box, if it looks pretty, then people are, oh, what's this? Mm. Open the box. There's a bit of anticipation. Or if there's a tiny box, you know, look at this card. Look, it's yeah, a card yeah. game. It's not just a stick of chewing gum. Or, oh, you <laughs> thought it was a business card. But no, it's a game. There's some excitement there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I thought you were going to say, oh, what about... Let's go a step further. What's about custom 3D printed miniature versions? <laughs> oh, wow. nice. um, but and to which I'd say, well, it's all a case of usability. Yeah. If I end up having struggling to pick up the pieces with my fingers, then no, that's clearly mm. not okay. Yeah. With the decanting, though, to be fair, some games are in just enormous boxes for mm. like shelf presence. Yeah. Just you know, it's a marketing. I am thing. really bothered yeah. by that. And inside, they, they're only using ten percent of this box. It's ridiculous. Mm. And uh, so when I when I get a game like that, that like I I cannot justify that real estate on my shelf. Yeah. Um. I will. So yeah, it's it's unusual, but sometimes I will break a game down like that. Yeah. Like I I feel like the box is such a big part of a game's personality though it as is, well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I I think it's a bit of a shame to kind of um get rid of the boxes altogether. Also, my memory is so bad that I would forget I owned the game. If it was just in a <laughs> Ziploc bag in a cupboard about somewhere. It's like just snipping it and then folding yeah, exactly. it Yeah, exactly. That's what I usually yeah. do. So you can fold it down. The book. Yeah. Yeah, no, or I'll I'd... put all the expansions into one box with it rather than mm-hmm. having half a wall of... Oh, yeah, no, I'm... I'm... Full on for that, yeah. Putting putting expansions in the game boxes, mm. expansion boxes. Oh, and actually, are all in my I want to give a shout out to Undaunted, um, which is a deck building World War Two game. They did this. They they brought out the game, then they brought out an alternate setting for the game with different rules. Then they brought out an expansion, but the expansion box is purposefully over large, so you can fit the original game and both expansions mm. perfectly nice. in nice. the big box, and it's. Yep. They didn't charge any more for it, and it's just really nice to condense that down into one purpose-made box. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish more games companies would do that. Yeah. The thing I do is just get rid of all box inserts. But once you have made a big box, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're saying that's all it's going to be for content for this mm. thing. I suppose. Yeah. Like um, Patrick Lader, uh, mm-hmm. who runs Lader Games, who make Root uh, mm-hmm. and kind of other things as well, he has said that there will never be a root big box because that means they'll have to stop making root. So yeah. they're never going to do it. And like, as much as I would love that because root's taking up a lot of space in my house. <laughs> um, I kind of appreciate that as well. That it's kind of this living thing that's maybe going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no, I think, you know, sometimes games are on their course, but like the amount of smash up expansions I have. As I mean, well, I, might have read the same things and took from it a slightly different thing, which was if at some point we do finish and we are like, yeah, it's run its course, then we will make a big box. Like It didn't feel like they were running out. They were saying this will never stop because they do have other games that they're working on now, like Mm. both and that science fiction. I believe. Mm -mm. Which I'm really excited about. And I mean, it's like... Roots is maybe their biggest seller, but mm. they are doing mm. other stuff. And if at a certain point it's like, well, we're struggling to come up with good stuff, then, mm-hmm. you know, that might be 10 years down the line. It might, mm. but mm. whenever it happens, sure, at that point, yeah. they're not going to I say mean, no I think, to I think the only box. thing that's going to stop later games at this point is their naming convention. <laughs> mm. You know, they might run out of four-letter words that are uh, appropriate. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if that's the only thing. to take out to pivot into adult games (laughs) (laughs) but no um i i I really like later games i think they're fantastic so you know no 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 hatred for them i love them i think they're brilliant but Mm. yeah 
but yeah so i think complete games for for our recommendations rather than anything that's kind of you know travel sized okay yeah. i mean like look if you want to suggest a travel version of something that's totally fine mm-hmm. as i say as long as you can it's complete as it play. were out of its mm. own okay mm. yeah okay nice okay. Mm. i've had a i've had one from the beginning mm-hmm. and i'm just as like yeah i'm worried Ooh. about whether or not we're going to be clashing so i don't think we're going to be clashing i think my, i think my game might be new to you uh, new to okay. I think my game might be new to everyone. Oh, I'm right. very okay. excited about okay. this. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Excellent. So let's get on to some board game recommendations. Ooh. Shuis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this level of enthusiasm. <laughs> Should we go with Ben first? Okay. Sure. Um, so this is a tricky one for me because I don't play a lot of games that fit this criteria. Mm. I think the closest one I've got to recommend is a game called String Railway, um, which is effectively the box is fairly small and it's, it's a handful of cards and a bundle of strings. That's all you need to play. Um, so very easy to carry around, very lightweight. And um, you have one very large string to like create your, your area. A couple of other strings to be a mountain and a river. You just loop them up to, to form your, your playing area. And then each player has a bundle of coloured strings that match their colour. And you have to match station tiles with your strings of various lengths to create your railway network. So it's kind of like Ticket to Ride or other kind of train train railway network building games but you're doing it with string and so it's it's very it's very casual it's very visual you mm. can wiggle your string around as much as you want mm. to bend around mountains and to uh, overlap as many stations as you can touch in a strip and i feel like because it's it's so visual and there's no sort of tokens or cards or anything like that it shouldn't be too hard to explain you can just sort of point to the stations and show your your string connecting to them and I think just literally looking at the box and going, look, it's rare, it's trains and it's strings. <laughs> I feel like. I mean, that is such a good hook, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're actually playing with strings. Yeah. What sort of games exactly. are you? You're just making little roads with strings. It's like, mm. you know, kids could play it. It's not complicated. Mm. Everyone feels like it's it's very tactile and it's very visual. What's the um, win condition? It's um, victory points on how many stations you can connect up. Cool. Um, certain stations are worth more points, so it's just a number. So mm. I suppose if you are... Aren't if you're there not using... some special effects on some of the stations, though? Are there? Have you played it? I have played it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, when I saw it, so I was like such a big fan. And there's mm-hmm. a follow-up called String Savannah, ah. where you are capturing animals with strings. Oh, that's oh, wow. cool. But um, I have to admit, I've only played it once like 10 years ago. So I my memory of the rules is a bit fuzzy. There might be some special conditions that would be I mean, I'm wondering whether you could just take out the special cards though, yeah. like maybe play a shorter game. Mm-hmm. And like if if I'm struggling to communicate it, I'm are there points tokens in there? I think because a... if you there are then it's kind of easier because then you can say, "Ah, you got that, you got that." Mm-hmm. I give you these three points tokens. Actually, having tokens can make something more visual. And yeah, that's to true. That's easier to understand. And you could do it with coins or, or anything, mm-hmm. really. Stones. like You could mark it on a tally. <laughs> yeah. Like write the names on bits of paper and draw dots beside their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Matchsticks or anything. Like um, anything to make it sort of easier to keep mm. track of what's going on. Especially if, um, if they're not using... Um, what's the name of like our number system? Is it the Arab- Arabic numbers? Or the- yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if they're non- 
they're not using Arabic numbers, then having tallies is even better because yep. that's fairly universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a good, fun, simple game. Basically, all modern culture is in base ten, I think. Hmm. Mm. I yeah. mean, I know that ancients, a couple of ancients, used to be in base twelve. Yeah, I think maybe the Babylonians were. There's also the whole base sixty being time. What? Oh, yeah. Time is in like sixty minutes. Oh yeah, 60 yeah. Sixty seconds. I mean. And 24, and that's just... I don't know where to <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's decimalize time. Come on, that's what we need to have a revolution about, right? Yes, 10 milli hours. That's what I'm looking for. I'll meet you in 10 centiminutes. Yeah. 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 You're talking to the person who once said it was 70 past one. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Is that, is that so you didn't have to 10 say... past two. Yeah. <laughs> is that so that you didn't have to say it was... 13 minutes past one on the 24 hour clock it's it's because i wasn't a bright child <laughs> um, <laughs> right and and just to give me a, a visualization here mm-hmm. uh what size rodent are we talking like if, if what like what, oh, so, I think what the, kind of box the, size the physical box i have it's been republished a bunch of times so it okay. might have changed but the one i have is like sort of 10 inches long and about three inches wide. okay so it's like some, a sort of a tube guinea pig yeah, or, you yeah. know, tailless squirrel. Okay, sure. <laughs> yes. nice. Squirrel mostly tail. I mean, it feels like a tail squirrel to me. Maybe you get a squirrel, you fold its tail back over itself right. and fit it in the box. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> a compacted squirrel's worth of game. Like, let's yeah. not actually do this. I no. just want to say, like, we do not support putting animals in boxes unless they choose to go into a box. Like, you know, if your cat wants this into yeah, a box, yeah, that's, yeah. Fine. that's fine. But don't go chasing squirrels and putting them into boxes. That's not cool. Only if it fits, will it sit. <laughs> yes. um, cool. Excellent. Diggy, did you want to go? Yeah, um, I'm going to recommend a game by a company called Itten. Mm. They're probably better known for their big, bombastic kind of wooden games. Uh, all of the games are kind of made in wood, which is great. A Japanese publisher. Mm. Um, uh, Tokyo Highway is probably their best known one. Um, but they've done some awesome, awesome, great ones with the big octopi and kind of really kind of great table presence of games. But this is a game that's actually in a matchbox that they were selling at kind of conventions. I saw this in Essen in uh, a couple of years ago now. Uh, it's one of my biggest regrets that I never actually got a copy because it's impossible to get now. I, I, I went for their other game as well, which is which is a great game about Nessie. Mm-hmm. But this one is called Yeti in the House. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have my attention. It comes <laughs> comes in a matchbox. So we're talking kind of mouse sized at best. Um, I mean, fairly baby mouse, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Tiny. Uh, and the only pieces you get are a wooden Yeti, a wooden Yeti meeple, mm-hmm. uh, a little mountain, and two Yeti footprints. Okay, so four wooden pieces, that's the whole game. Okay. And all you need to provide is a camera. Okay, it's played, but uh, I think it's two to ten players. Um, And you'll split into teams. Mm -hmm. One team will be hiding the Yeti. The other team, so it's essentially hide and seek. Mm -hmm. Okay, but for Bigfoot. And where do the feats and mountain come in? So the, I think the mountain is just set dressing. Um, you, you just There's four pieces of which one of them doesn't actually function. Them, yeah, yeah. So the one, one team is going to have to go and hide the Yeti in a room. Right. Okay. Um, and the other team will have to search for the Yeti from the doorway of that room. Oh, wow. Oh, you can't, can't go you in. You can't go in and kind of rifle through oh. things. You've got to kind of go, is it there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be revealed as, as yes or no. Mm-hmm. So, um, Do the pictures need to be taken from the doorway angle, so or could the no, pictures, the pictures be taken the from pictures any angle? The pictures can be taken from anywhere. So this is the big thing. The team who's hiding the Yeti mm-hmm. will have to provide a clue, mm-hmm. and this clue comes in the form of a photograph. Mm-hmm. Okay, So they'll have to take a photo of where the Yeti is hiding, mm-hmm. and they're allowed to make it as grainy as possible on their phones and try and like... Make uh, it look they, like an old Bigfoot sighting. filters, photo. make it kind of like a like a weird sighting of the Yeti somewhere in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they can kind of edit it as much as they want. Yeah. And then they show it to the other team who then stand in the doorway and they're trying to work out where it is. Now, if they, if they point to a location and they, the Yeti is there... The searching team wins. Mm-hmm. However, if they go for a location and what they find instead is a footprint, the Yeti's team wins. 
Ooh. Right. So um, that's that's the that's so what, the twist. What if they point somewhere and there's nothing there? They get to they get to try again. Oh, yeah, right. So you keep going and the mountains just n- doing nothing. It, it can get be it can be in the photo or it can be kind of uh, yeah. I don't think it does anything. So you could use the mountain to obscure the yeti and then move the mountain away. Yes. Yeah. So you could mm. you could as long as the yeti is visible in the photograph, you can kind of put it wherever you want like okay. hidden in a book you so know, you're trying to peeking out of a book or like yeah. Yeah. so you're trying yeah it is an interesting dynamic trying to make one thing look like another thing mm-hmm. yeah i once mm-hmm. did a flash game and i actually went to play it but it was unplayable because you know flash doesn't really work anymore <laughs> yeah. and it was called banana or apple and it was just a series of photos that you had to discern whether it's a banana or an apple. <laughs> that sounds really easy, right? Yeah. But then, like, I had, um, like, bananas that were cubed perfectly like an apple and then oh, wow. apple pieces. That, so I'd sculpted them. So they were all actual photos. The most I'd done to it is they were black and white, but that was mm-hmm. literally it. And... Um, it got harder as he went on, and people are like, "Oh, I got five out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But yeah, I, I think something that's like I think it would be a nice, easy teaching experience. Mm-hmm. Like, because all you've got to do is kind of like show them the photograph, and then kind of you know the the universal sign for where is it. <laughs> um, mm. But then as well, kind of it's it's quite a you know it doesn't matter where you're playing it. You just got to hide the Yeti somewhere mm. um, and then kind of lead the... It doesn't even have to be a doorway. It just has to be a specific could spot. Could you play it in a public from. space, though? Absolutely. As long as as long as long you could guarantee no one would interfere with your Yeti, uh, mm. which is not a sentence I thought I'd say today. <laughs> um, and as well, uh, you just have to have a designated spot for them to search from. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. just thinking that like, if you were in a bar or something to have enough space to be mm, allowed to do this, you would have to check with the uh, bar okay. person. Yeah, oh, like, is it okay for me to interfere? Yeah, here? I guess uh, like if you're if it was a a, a a space that was being used by the public, then yeah, then maybe mm. that's a bit tricky. But if you it's like an outside space, yeah, like that's at fine. a park, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. that. Mm. Um, I'm thinking if you're traveling around like place. a like a dorm room at that point, like mm. yeah, if like you're just a hostel or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it. I mean, you barely need the matchbox. You could just put the Yeti and two footprints in your pocket, and then that's kind mm. of the game. That um, is incredibly portable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like that there's not... Um, the only thing that might be a wrinkle is that you would need a camera. Like whether it's yeah, on a phone or whether it's that. on like a... You could use a Polaroid. Mm-hmm. You've not got as much editing, but I guess the Polaroid's doing that for you. Kind mm-hmm. of yeah, it's already got its own filter effect. Yeah, yeah. But like that's the only thing that might be a bit tricky. But I think if, and we're, honestly, if we're saying it's you going and teaching the game, I think we can you know, assume that you're going to have some... I don't know how to add filters on my own camera. <laughs> that's the truth. Maybe I'm a bit of a Luddite, but I just don't know. Like, I think you haven't been properly motivated yet. Yeah. With this in your pocket, exactly. you're, you're going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you're going to want to put all those filters on. Make sure that uh, everybody knows that, 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 like, obscure that Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, um, this is one that's been on my pile of potential. Wow. So um, mm-hmm. I need to get it out and nice. learn how to use those filters. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Um, so the final recommendation I was going to... We've, I think we may have mentioned it before, but never got really into the weeds of it. But uh, In Vino Morte, which is a mm. button-shy game. So we yeah. kind of called it right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's I think it is 18 cards, maybe less than 18 cards. I think there's 16 there in Vino Morte. Off top and of it's it's a sort of social so deduction game. So are there two rule reference cards or? No. It's just no. two types of cards. It's either a wine or a poison bottle. Hmm. And so what will happen is uh, if you're the one who's playing it, essentially, you will pass out. You'll get to see and you've got to pass out either wine or poison. And the only rule really is you've got to pass out at least one wine and at least one poison. And then everybody else will get to choose as you go around in a, a row whether or not they're going to drink it immediately and therefore reveal their card, or they'll swap it with someone else who hasn't drunk their 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 card yet. And it will go around until it gets to back to the person who gave out all the cards. 
and then you'll reveal and you'll see who is still alive because they haven't drunk the poison and then you can play over several rounds until you are left with one person who hasn't um it's it's and presumably get more points if you drink and you're not killed i don't think there's get... points no, i think it's, it's the last one standing like why would you yeah. not do you have to drink so, so when it gets back to the dealer Everyone who has a face down card still has to flip it over and, and reveal what they've got, and then that's that's drinking. Mm. So there's only so. one round, and then effectively everyone drinks. And okay. so, yeah, and then you anyone either... who's alive goes through to the next round. Yep. Hmm. So you yeah. either drink immediately because you think that you've got a wine and you want to lock that in, or if you think it's a poison, you'll swap it with someone else and just hope no one else that by the time it gets. You. No, it's not being <laughs> What's the player counts of this game? So it goes pretty much anywhere from. I, well, I think the. There's a the minimum players you'd want is kind of five six to make mm. it kind of work. I think it. I mean, that's is a downside. Work, like, I mean, what if four, I meet but it, like three friends? But the, then we don't have anything to play. The, that's sad. The upside yeah, though is true. it does go Whoa. terrible game. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't pick that one if I. Were you. The upside is that I think it goes up to like fifteen. Yeah. Oh wow! So, yeah, so you can play it with yeah. lots of people. And, well, I mean, I'm... if I've got more than five players, I can't play. Um, <laughs> to be fair, yet Yeti in the house could, I guess, go I think as if, high as it you yeah. want. Because I mean, it's official, just... officially, it's two to ten, but like, you know, it feels like the more you have, everyone's just going to be suggesting things mm, to the group, and yeah. then that's a certain size one person's going to take over and everyone's got to yeah. acquiesce with I, them mm. whereas it does feel like convenio morty um then if i do have that big group that would be really good so like if i found mm. enough people to have a party mm-hmm. with but that's the question how many people am i going to meet? i i think it does do all right at low player counts it may yeah. not have a huge amount of replayability but if mm-hmm. you're talking about just like breaking the ice with these then then it it works reasonably well and because you're constantly changing it's a game could last yeah five minutes max and then you can carry on with either yeah. another game or you can just you can carry on going. i mean that, that's what i will say for it is it fits really well into social situations i mean we've we've used uh conventions with people that we've not known before and it just it feels instantly kind of accessible mm. and kind of really in the moment and it doesn't it doesn't jam up a social situation too much yeah you know sometimes when you're like in the middle of a in the middle of a social kind of gathering and you're like should we play a game it feels a little bit intrusive whereas yeah. this just it, it doesn't so yeah just for the record i love string railways like that is a game that i already am in love with mm-hmm. and i own it and would happily play it right now um well, all of these are games that I would happily play right now <laughs> by the signs of it. But um, Yeti in the house, I'm sad. I'm sorry, Yeti, if you're watching this, that have not played it yet. Uh, but And in Vino Morty, I believe I know the designer, um, Chris, from the Board Game Design Workshop. Um, but so. um, I, I have it up. I can't remember. Specifically, it, it, on BGG, it says... That Chris, Anderson. Chris Anderson that designed it. Yeah, yeah so, um, and sorry, Chris Anderson, but like just getting those bots and try things over here. There is the shipping yeah. charges, but then I know, mm-hmm. but so this is the one that I know the least amount, which about. Mm-hmm. So this is the one that I know the least about, yep. which is why I'm going to ask you to clarify a few things. So give me the exact player count that it's for. <laughs> While you look that up, the best description for this game I've heard is um, that scene from The Princess Bride, Mm, mm, mm. where um, the hero is in the Battle of Wits with the the short guy, whose name I've forgotten, and now he's like, well, have I poisoned yours? And they keep endlessly swapping their their wine back and forth before he decides which one's going to be. Inconceivable! That's the guy. (laughs) And if you've seen that film, you immediately understand this game. (laughs) There's no more explanation required. Uh, So, officially, it says three to nine, but it does have a good number of cards, so you'd be able to extend that if you really wanted to. Because you were mentioning going up to 15. Like, I... I think the, is that with two decks? So the, the the thing of you have to deal at least one wine and at least one poison, um, and then the rest is up to you. I think with if you went beyond nine, then it'd be people could start card counting the ratios, mm, couldn't they? Yeah. yeah. And so so yeah, technically, at least two poisons. So technically, at this like point, or... if I were to get this, I I mean, 
it sounds like I could combine two decks. Easily, I'm yeah. sure that Chris Anderson wouldn't mind. I mean, they'd get royalties <laughs> for both of them. Yeah, yeah. For, for animal reference, we're also talking maybe mouse size of a mm. flat wallet sized mouse. Yeah. <laughs> like I you could absolutely get two decks in one wallet as well. Yeah. I have I've done that before, so yeah. Mm. Okay, is it time for me to mull through my thoughts as mm, I'm judging? It is. Absolutely. Go for it. I mean I love the sounds of all of these. I just want to say I'm really impressed and I'm grateful to all the work that you've done today <laughs> and you should all be proud of yourselves. Well, thank you. Oh. I mean You've come out with like something really. I mean, well, you didn't design it, no. but, you, <laughs> but you a great game to make people aware of. Yeti in the house, like something yeah. that's just doing something completely revolutionary. Same as String Railways, frankly, where playing with strings that's like something amazing. And I feel like String Railways, it's the one that I love the most. But is it the best for this scenario? Mm, it's tough call. Mm. Like, yeah, it's in the house. That feels like the most innovative. But is it going to be the thing that delights people the most? Like, your one, it's, like, sounds like it's for a big player count, but am I going to reach those players? Of course you are. You're a very popular person, Bez. <laughs> You're very likeable. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> I can sense like a bit of flattery coming to speak. <laughs> I, I would not sully your honor. <laughs> I wouldn't dare demean you with such base flattery. I'm far too intelligent for that, am I? Exactly. <laughs> You're, exactly. You're far too intelligent and beautiful for such <laughs> terrible ploys to work. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> having well fish for compliments. <laughs> um, I think that I don't think I would normally. What string railway is it? Goes up to five, I think. I think it's five. Yeah, two to five. And I don't see myself going above five that often, mm -hmm. but it does feel a little bit more complex. And just mm -hmm. from what I've heard about in Vino Morte. I think that is the game. That's if I had to pick hey! one of them easily hey! in my pocket. It's goes there. Well done. It's a good choice. It sound like I'm already understanding it. And you say that with three players, it's a bit more limited. But I think that by the time you understand what's going on, it's okay, this is how that person's playing. Mm. Then you get into, okay, what's this? Mm -hmm. when's this person going to surprise us? Yeah. And I think also games where you lie, games where you interact directly with the other people are really good ways to get to know other people mm -hmm. yeah. and it's just that joy of being around a table interacting with each other's humanity not just with the pieces on the table which is mm -hmm. fantastic and i love it i adore string railways i genuinely do but actually chatting to people thinking oh well oh what's going on in their eyes when are they going to do this what are they thinking mm -hmm. yeah. i would definitely get that I think the other the other great thing about it is it's definitely the kind of game that's going to draw people in mm -hmm. and add more more friends to your group. You know, nice. excellent. Yeah, yeah. well You've done. You've basically sold me on this. I well am genuinely done, going to buy this. Excellent. Well, I I well I'm I'm shocked. I've I finally managed to usurp just temporarily Dicky from the hundred percent street. I am no longer unbeaten. There we go. <laughs> Beaten by a game you taught me. <laughs> That'll teach you. you use my own weapons against me, sir. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. That was really, really enjoyable. Um, where can people find you, Bez? If they want to find me, then I am basically stuffed by Bez everywhere. That's mm -hmm. Stuff, as in I like to make stuff, and it's by because it's from someone and it's done by someone. It's not something you to purchase, it's mm -hmm. BY, just by. Mm -hmm. And Bez <laughs> is my name, B E Z. And so if you want to check me out, stuffbybez.com, twitch.com slash stuffbybez, instagram.com slash stuffbybez, twitter.com slash stuffbybez, search for stuffbybez, um, youtube.com slash stuffbybez, um, stuffbybez.com slash discord, which will redirect you there. And I will have um, new games coming out all the time, and that will be up on Kickstarter, and see me at some UK conventions, and maybe... In a couple of years, you'll see me around Thailand. Oh, yeah. So, uh, if where this will actually become reality. 
There we go. That's exciting. You know they're all such small games. You could take all three. Exactly. Treat yourself. Mm. Yeah. And might uh, well. <laughs> of, of your entire lineup, if you were to say to the, 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 you know, the average viewer out there, what one would you suggest that they check out? What are you most proud of? Mm. Oh, that's a big question. So, oh, right now, I think that Yogi is the one that's the biggest seller. Yep. It is quick to understand it's simple i'm currently working i don't know if you've heard of seize the power so seize the power is an adult game which has been signed by inside the box it's going to go into kickstarter in the middle mm. of 2023 but oh. it's about discriminatory rules so everyone controls the rules of the game so mm. you'll literally have a role in front of Everyone's playing different aliens with different numbers of eyes and eye stalks and arms. And you might have a rule that says anyone with four or more eyes gets five money at the start of their turn. And so oh, poor man. Ben, you're playing a character who's only got two eyes and two arms like oh, that. What a loser. You're basically <laughs> Come on. But then, so you don't get it. But then, Dickie, I mean, your character has four eyes, so you should be getting five money. But... I'm in charge of this rule. So how about you pay me like free money and uh, then you'll okay. get to five from the bank. And that's how it goes. So it's right. all about this bigotry and this discrimination and the subjugation yeah. of power and the negotiation at the table. Right. A game about aliens and scratching their backs. <laughs> you could put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I like really it. Cool idea. <laughs> yeah, that's wicked. That's great. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You were the so far the only who've had two recommendations from a single publisher in a single episode, <laughs> and they also the the people the people wanted you on. So thank you oh, so wow. much for well, coming. Well, thank on. you very much for voting me on. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much, and that's uh, that's all for for our podcast today. Yeah, uh, much appreciated. Please, if you if you're looking on the uh, the YouTube form, please check out the podcast that we have on your your yeah. Leave a comment or a review on whichever platform you're using. We really appreciate it. it helps get the word out there, and we'll see you next week. Thank bye, you. Bye bye bye. This is a goodbye song. <laughs> bye 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 bye. Thank you for watching along.